welcome her as she comes to share. Oh, good morning. I'm kind of out of breath. A little. I was, uh, I was dancing a little back there. Oh, you guys. Hello. It's good to see all of you. It's so good to be back in the round. Do you guys love that? We are back. It feels like us. It feels like us. It's good to be here with all of you. We are continuing. Yeah, forgive me. I'm seriously going to have to catch my breath here. Um, we are continuing our intimacy, identity, and inheritance uh, series. And we do this every year. We, um, we've been doing this probably for the last five or six or seven or nine. I don't know how many years. We've been doing this a long time. And this series is a core teaching of this house. And we believe and we walk out what we're teaching. Intimacy, identity, and inheritance. And, you know, if you're interested, what we've done this year is we've condensed it to just three Sundays. And so if you're interested in checking out old, um, older ones, older teachings of this, you guys can go to our website, lwrv.org, and go to the Grow tab, and there are quests for you. And one of the quests is our, our core teaching, but the other one is Still Life. And that is a devotional, a handbook that Ryan put together. And we had that, we all went through that last year together. But what uh, Christian has done is he has put it on the website as a core teaching um, as well. And so you can walk through the next three months daily with people that are going through that quest. So I highly recommend that you guys check that out. It's incredible. Um, that still life, it seriously, it has done so much in so many of us. So please check that out. So Ryan started us off with intimacy and identity. And so I get to do inheritance. I love inheritance. It's like my favorite thing. I mean, I love intimacy. I love identity. But I just love inheritance because we get to talk about Holy Spirit. And I love Holy Spirit. Like, he's just the best. So uh, when we speak about inheritance, though, we're not talking about money or possessions. So if you were to get an inheritance from a family member or somebody that left you something, so when they passed away, um, you, you received something, that's not the type of inheritance that we're talking about. When we talk about inheritance, we're actually talking about God's spirit coming and resting so powerfully on and moving through our lives that we should never be the same. Inheritance isn't about accumulating. It is all that God is accessed by faith in Jesus Christ and made manifest in and around us by the indwelling and empowerment of the Holy Spirit, which we steward for his purposes and glory. See, we've been made right with our father through Jesus Christ. And so because we have a father, we have an inheritance. And this is why identity is such a foundational building block. We either live as we, as we are sons and daughters and we have a, fa a father and we have an inheritance or we live as slaves and we work for everything. We have a job and wages and we're constantly working. See, knowing who we are and who we belong to is our identity, but walking it out is our inheritance. If you don't feel worthy to access your inheritance or exercise 
your authority in Christ, then you won't be doing it in the fullness of faith and we lack assurance, which results in no results. See, we have an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. And he in no way wants us accessing our inheritance. Our enemy works diligently to program our minds to feel unworthy and unable to walk in the power of God here on earth. And he convinces us that that's normal. He doesn't have to deal with us if he can win the battle of our mind and convince us that we're unworthy to access all that Christ is through the Holy Spirit in us. See, so we can look at situations, we can come up against situations, and we've already disqualified ourselves. We can look at things that are happening in our lives, and we've already surrendered before it even began. But Christ made us worthy to receive and walk in inheritance. So if we say we're unworthy when Jesus says that we are worthy, then we're denying the completed work of Christ and what he did for us and the power of God that resurrected him and fills us. Jesus' resurrection and ascension into heaven, we became joint heirs in that with Christ. And this was the greatest victory that ever took place in the universe. And we have made part, been made partakers of all that that represents. It's so awesome. Romans 8, 15 through 17 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we persevere with him, that we may also be glorified. So now we are seated in the heavenly realms with Christ. And it says in Ephesians 2, 6 through 7, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace which means we have been given every spiritual blessing. We lack nothing. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So if we're talking about inheritance, we need to understand what we're talking about. And so it looks like these three things. One, what is it? And I said this a little bit ago, but it is all that God is accessed by faith in Jesus and made manifest in and around us by the indwelling and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So what does it look like? It looks like victory. It looks like victory over death. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 55, but when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on the immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Inheritance looks like victory over sin. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but him who died 
for them and was raised again. And it says in Romans 6, 10 through 11, for the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives in God. Even so, consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. You know that sin is not a list of the things that we've done wrong. It is a direction away from God. It's what we're following instead of him. Inheritance looks like victory over hatred. Therefore, it says in uh, Colossians 3, 12 and 14, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. You guys know the days that we're living in right now. There is so much hatred happening in our world, in our nation. It's ridiculous. And we have a choice of how we handle what we're seeing, what we're hearing. To join in with the divisiveness or to put on love and let victory over hatred be what is seen out of our lives. And honestly, that comes from intimacy with the Lord. That comes from spending time with him and knowing him. It's the fruit of your life. Inheritance looks like victory over hopelessness. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Circumstances, they enhance us hopelessness. Seriously, we look at stuff and it just seems so hopeless. What we can see with our eyes, it's like, I don't even know, right? But we have God's spirit inside of us. We have Holy Spirit inside of us. And so that means that we get to access who he is. We get to see things the way that he sees them. We get to hear from him of what his perspective is. And we get to walk out in victory over the circumstances, over the hopelessness that's being handed to us. Inheritance looks like victory over selfishness. Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition, or vain conceit, but rather in humility, value, value others above yourself. You know, I, I worked in the Relief Center um, since I got off sabbatical until the end of the year. And I can tell you the one common theme that I saw was one that this house, this family that we have here was so selfless. They just gave, you guys gave and gave of your time and of your effort and of your donations. And the question that kept coming as people would come and get donations and, and receive these gifts that had been given to them was they kept saying, why are you doing this? And I watched this family say, because we love you. I watched this family come around them and say, because we wanted to support you in your time of need. We care about you. And what happened was, what was overflowing out of this family was God's love, and he was being known out of this place. 
And yeah, there were a lot of volunteers that came and they gave and they gave and they gave. But I'll tell you on uh, Thursday or Wednesday, on Wednesday, I watched one of our volunteers take a load to a car and they stood out there in the cold for an hour. I was upstairs watching the whole thing. And they stood and they talked to someone that had lost everything. And at the end of that conversation, seriously, it was about an hour. It was awesome. And this person just needed to share what was going on. But what I saw was one of our family members prayed for them and acknowledged and just poured out that love of Jesus upon them. It was so beautiful. That's selfless. That's our victory over selfishness. Inheritance looks like victory over disobedience. Romans 12, one through two, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Listen to that. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That takes us going to the Lord having that intimacy with him, hearing what he says, letting him renew our mind on a daily basis. We need that. Inheritance looks like victory over circumstances. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has, given, has been given to us. And I, I shared this a couple weeks ago when I was sharing up here, but I, you know, I don't know one person that walked through 2020 that was not affected. Every single one of us was affected in some way, some a lot worse than others. But what we did see and what we do know is that God was at work in the midst of the chaos in the midst of the hard times, he was at work. And we got to walk in our inheritance, walk in the victory over all the circumstances that we were handed and are still being handed. Knowing that he's pouring out his love into our hearts through Holy Spirit and we get to walk with him through whatever we face, knowing that he is good all the time and that he's at work for us even if we can't see it. That is what victory over circumstances look type, looks like. The degree that you are walking in victory is the degree that we are accessing our inheritance on earth. Any area of your lives that you are not walking in victory is a candidate, a landing place for his goodness and power to visit you and to set right. But we need to stop being ashamed of those places that are not walking in victory in our lives. We need to stop hiding them. And we need to start presenting them to the Lord and giving him an opportunity and an invitation to work in those places. Ryan said this, no more fake it till you make it in 2021 because that all got exposed in 2020. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously. Thank you God for your exposure. So the third thing is, is who is it for? Because when we're walking in victory, who is it for? It's for God's glory and for others. We get to bring the glory of the Lord 
by what is flowing out of our lives and by walking in the victory that is ours as children of God. There are those around you that need to know Jesus. There are those around you that need to know that they have a father that loves them. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and they will see that coming out of your life as you walk in the fullness of your inheritance, and they're gonna wanna know what it's about. And here's the thing. We get to bring his kingdom here on earth, and it's not optional. This is what we're called to do as children of God. In 1 John 2, 6, it says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And that can, that can sound like work. But what flows out of our life is that. Is we're, we're walking like Jesus. We're living like Jesus when we're pursuing the Lord in intimacy, when we're knowing our identity and we're walking in our inheritance. It flows out of our life. I was thinking about this last week. You know, we've been doing this again for like however many years, so many years. And it was like I had this light bulb come on last week as Ryan was preaching. But I thought, you know, as we pursue intimacy with the Lord, as we cultivate that relationship with him, as we spend time with him and we hear his voice and we know what he's saying, that's when we get our identity. We understand his voice. And so we're like, what do you say? Oh, this is who you say I am. And so then we start walking in our identity as children of God, as loved people. And so no matter what anyone else is saying, it doesn't matter because the only thing that matters is what he is saying about us. And so we're walking in that identity. We're walking in that intimacy. And then what overflows out of our lives is the inheritance because we trust him already. So we come up to a situation and we're calling on Holy Spirit and saying, what do you see? What do you want to do? Where are we going? What flows from our life is the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what we saw out of Jesus' life. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp or put a light under a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly father. The source of our life determines what flows out of our life. Where are you sourced? Where are you rooted? I keep thinking of this picture and I don't even know where it was. I remember being an anthem with our students years ago at the old building. And I remember uh, um, somebody came, Garris brought somebody in to teach our students and they were talking about the cedar trees in Lebanon. And they were saying that their roots go down so deep that no matter how hard the wind is, that tree can bend all the way to the ground and it's still coming back up. I've looked it up. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm like, what? That is crazy. Where are your roots? What is flowing out of your life? That's not an accusation. That's an invitation. If you have a father, you have an inheritance and this allows us to bring heaven to earth. And sometimes that can seem impossible. I get that, but we get to remember his promise. 
It says in John 14, 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You will not be fatherless. Either you live your life as you have a father or you live your life as you don't have a father. And that every morning you're gonna wake up and you can either look at your life and go, well, what does he want me to do today? Or you can look at your life and say, God, how are you gonna love people through me today? How can my life impact those that I'm around? How do you wanna encounter those that I'm working with, those that I'm in the grocery store with, those that I am married to, those that my kids, my people? Use my life, God. All of heaven is behind you. So don't squander what God has given you or called you to live out. Walk in love, walk in compassion, walk in victory, walk in power. Bring heaven to earth in unmistakable ways and unexplainable ways. Living naturally supernatural. Matthew 10, seven through eight says, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. And in 1 Corinthians 4.20, it says, for the kingdom of God is not just like, or just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. See, your life is a bank account full of all of kingdom's resources. Your inheritance is to be spent on bringing heaven to earth by loving people, by reaching the lost, by changing the world around you. This is how we're gonna see change in our world. So let the riches of the ministry of heaven, let the compassion of Jesus, let the fullness of the Holy Spirit in you and upon you and through you make Jesus known to the people around you. Will you guys stand with me? There are unclaimed inheritances all over the room and it's time to release what has been received. And so I just wanna ask you to close your eyes and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna minister this really quick. A lot of us, we know that he's in us and we know that he can do all things. But something has held us back from actually letting the power of God move through our lives and letting people know of him by how we live our life. And I just wanna pray, if that's you, I just want you to, to recognize that. Again, there is no shame in that. Again, it's just an invitation that God wants to move through your life. He wants to walk in intimacy with you. He wants you to know your identity and he wants you to not just let your inheritance sit, but he wants it to be spent every day. And so if you're recognizing that, man, man maybe I'm not using the fullness of my inheritance, just posture yourself, however, to receive and to say, I'm ready, God. Use my life, whatever that looks like. And Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for the relationship that we get with you. We thank you that you are so near to us, God. We thank you that you desire intimacy with us. 
Father, we thank you that we are called your sons and daughters and that you say that we are loved and that nothing can stop us because of that. And God, I just ask right now that as we hear about inheritance, I just pray that things would be sparked in us that we're like, am I doing that? Am I letting God's power be moved through me? Do people know that I even know Jesus? What does my life look like? And God, I just pray that there would just be opportunity after opportunity for us to access that inheritance and to see it be used to bring heaven to earth here in this valley. We thank you, God, that you are at work even when we cannot see it. We thank you that you have a plan and you want to partner with us to see that plan worked out. And so God, forgive us if we have held back. Forgive us if we have let things hold us back from not doing everything that you've asked us to do. But we say right now today, God, use us. Move through us. Let people come to know you because what they see in our lives. We want to see that victory in every area of our life, not just some. So I just pray, Jesus, that you would just pour out your love upon us and that we would hear from you, Holy Spirit, of anything that we're holding back from you so that that would not be an issue anymore and that you would be made known in this place in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I, uh, I don't know, it was in the fall, we were outside and I remember bringing this book, but you guys, I read this book pretty much daily. It's called Reflecting God by Liz Wright. And it is a powerful, powerful book. But it's, it's all about what we're talking about here today of what does it look like to live in the inheritance that is given to us. And so it's a devotional. It's, I mean, mine is so torn up here because I, I seriously, I use it constantly. It's just encounter after encounter with the Lord. And meeting with him. And so if you are looking for something that you're like, I just need to encounter the Lord and I want to see inheritance out of my life, I would recommend checking that book out. It's amazing. And I would even talk to you about it if you wanted to talk about it because it's so, so good. All right. All right. Well, have a wonderful day. Thank you for being with us. We love you guys and we will see you guys next week.